Thank you to our sponsor this week, Agenda Festival. What do you think of the UK entry by Mae Muller, that one I wrote a song? Do you like it? I do, but to me, Euro songs have to be sort of more like Bucks Fizz type ones or Abba songs, a bit more poppy. Poppy. Wish that one's quite good, actually. Hello and welcome to Two Women Chatting. I'm Michelle. And I'm Liz. And we're excited about Eurovision. Oh. Not as much as me, you might be, but I'm so excited. I love it. Throw back to the 80s for you, Liz, right? 70s and earlier, probably. (laughs) Parties were 80s, but yeah, but no. I used to stay up late. About the only time, once a year, I was allowed to stay up late to watch the Eurovision Song Contest. I mean, my mum and dad used to let me. When Katie Boyle, anyone my age will remember that, used to host it. Before the days of Terry Wogan. I don't remember Katie Boyle, but I mean. It was so formal and professional and not that it's not professional now, but it was was all serious. There's no jokes until Terry Wogan took over. Yeah, I don't remember Katie Boyle, but Terry Wogan with his funny little microphone. Do you remember the one with the The long. Oh, the blankety blank one. It's like the blankety blank one. Yeah. And I just love, like, especially with Terry and um, Graham Norton, who hosts it now. I love the kind of the sarcastic asides. It's that very, very British humour about saying something really kind of rude and undercutting about about some of the acts without saying it. Getting away with it, yeah. And it was like, I remember Terry would get, give the woman a drink. <laughs> Things like that when they were getting overexcited. There have been some extraordinary acts on Eurovision, haven't there, over the years. And a lot of really famous singers have participated in it. Or well, Lulu... Um, Sandy Shaw, Cliff Richard, The Shadows. But, but, you know, they were famous people in their day. I mean, they still are, obviously. But, you know, they went, but they still didn't win. I think Sandy Shaw won. She did Lulu won. win? Yeah, Sandy Shaw did win because she won, gosh, way she back tw- in... Once or twice, Puppet on a String. Puppet on a String, bang, 1967. Bang, that was oh, Lulu. I don't think I remember that. I can't remember that one. I'm not that boom, old. Bang, bang, a bang. bang. That, was, it, that right? was awful. Oh, sorry. That was, <laughs> that was a terrible that. song. That wasn't the best of songs. That's weird because in 1967, they had four winners. Oh, and, and for some reason... So we had two, two winners. We, <laughs> that was weird, wasn't it? That is true, yeah. The Mary Hopkins, I remember that one. The New Seekers. Oh, it's all coming back to me, actually. It's quite scary. <laughs> it is fun to reminisce, though, because, I mean, I kind of like it because it was back in the day when we basically had three TV channels. So you either watch BBC... BBC Two. BBC Two or ITV. And that was it. That was your choice. And it, I think it provided more, as they call it, like water cooler moments when you would be talking about who's going to win. And every Sunday afternoon, they would profile all the acts who wanted to be the UK's entry and then go through them and, and mark them until finally you, you get to the final one. But it was a big lead up. And it, it's just such a part of our childhood, I think. And that's what I'm, I think is good this year is because it's in the UK, it's brought back that excitement and that, mem- you know, for me, memories, as I told you before, I used to, it's off record, by the way, um, that I used to have quite a few Eurovision parties. Why is that off record? How bad were they? They were bad, yeah. Don't you remember what I told you? <laughs> um, when I lived in London, we had, it was, it was, we had little TV outside on the roof terrace, little black and white TV, that's all I had. But we used to dress up in the colours, whoever was hosting it. Oh, right. So it was Ireland, it would be... Orange, it, orange and green. green and white. White, yes, that's <laughs> it, yeah. And, and UK, we didn't host it those days. Um, so you choose the colour and then the theme of the food and, you know, obviously it was a Guinness for... For when Ireland. Yeah, and Ireland's won the most times. So that was yeah. quite useful. Seven times, I think, they won. Yeah, so the criteria is, and you know this better than me, they've got to be 
transmitting in the in, in, in Europe. So that's how Australia could be part on the 60th anniversary, I think it was. Gosh, I know so much about Eurovision. That is worrying, <laughs> that's isn't it? That's your mastermind subject, it, it, right? It is, yeah. but only up until about 2000-something. I don't remember after that because I haven't watched it for a while. I watched it last year, though. I did watch it last year. I think there's a renaissance. I, I mean, Sam Ryder was in mm. it for a start. And he was and very good. He was outstanding. And, of course, Ukraine won. And they can't host it for obvious reasons, being invaded and all that. So um, it is lovely that the UK has stepped up. And even more fun that it's going to be in Liverpool, which is the home of such incredible music acts. And I think the whole, I mean, the whole country is sort of getting on board of this. But can you imagine what the atmosphere is like in Liverpool right now? Well, it's party city anyway, so God. I wish I was there. Oh, it's going to be good. It's really going to be good. But we'll watch it instead. Oh, so have, what do you think of the UK entry by May Muller, that one I wrote a song? Do you like it? I do, but to me, Euro songs have to be sort of more like Bucksmith type ones or Abba songs, a bit more poppy. Poppy. Well, that one's quite good, actually. I think it's, it's good. a real earworm. But that's Once what I mean. Listen to yeah, but it, I'd say it's quite poppy. I think she's got a shot. Yeah. No, no, I like it. I just It's just not what I see as Eurovision, obviously, because I like... I think Sam Ryder, his whole presentation, he was he was what I'd call, he was long hair and his outfit, traditionally Eurovision. What's slightly... Eccentric. Yeah, eccentric. Yeah. Well, she she's great, but she looks like a pop star. More mainstream, mm. or more But well, that's poppy. just my opinion. You know, maybe she'll win because of that. I don't mm. know. She's got I don't lovely know. nails, hasn't she? Very long nails. Oh, I haven't seen oh, that, to be honest. But, um, gosh, when I was at school and... Everyone will remember, everyone in this country who was around at the time, remember when Bucks Fizz won with Making Your Mind Up in 81. Uh. And do you know, I was reading, because I was doing a bit of research for this, the very next day, Velcro sold out across the country. <laughs> because of the dress being pulled. you going to show some more? <laughs> oh, I they were, f oh, I love them. Oh. Just oh, I wanted to be Cheryl Baker. Didn't everybody want to be Cheryl Baker then? Yeah, yes. But then, of course, before that, remember Brotherhood of Man? That's probably before your time, isn't it? Uh, Save all your kisses. I love that no, dance. We all did the dance at school. So, yeah, and then yeah, and then your legs going. That's probably how I did my knee in actually all those years ago. Oh, I love that. Oh. There were some good ones, really, really good ones. So you know that I've been trying to get Claire Sweeney on the show for well since September actually and I have not given up and we've we've corresponded for a while and finally I've got a slot right today for our Eurovision special which is fantastic because she's going to be hosting on the night and she's doing the alternative scouse commentary which I'm sure she'll tell us all about and could there be a more perfect host for that she's going to be absolutely fantastic she waited for you for the right moment for the right moment <laughs> Um, but she is one busy lady, and if there's background noise, I need to let you all know, listeners, that Claire managed to find a little teeny-weeny slot in her calendar for us, but she's actually having her hair done at the same time. And literally having her hair done, as in blow-dried. <laughs> pretty much, pretty much. So anyway, let's get Claire on, and I apologise for any audio quality, but stick with it. She's just such a lovely lady, and she's really been accommodating to us, so... Let's chat to Claire Sweeney now, live from the hairdressing salon. Claire Sweeney is an English actress, singer and television personality, best known for playing the role of Lindsay Corkill in the Channel 4 soap opera Brookside and playing the role of Roxy Hart in the musical Chicago in London's West End. 
Next weekend, she will be providing, quote, the alternative Scouse commentary for Eurovision before she joins the cast of Coronation Street in June as Tyrone's mum, Cassandra. She's worked since 14 years old and is no stranger to hard work and juggling her work-life balance. With the final of Eurovision on Saturday 13th May, we couldn't resist getting Claire's take on the iconic singing contest coming to Liverpool. Welcome, Claire. So, Claire, we just wanted to talk to you really about all the excitement of Eurovision going to Liverpool this year. It's so exciting, your hometown, and you're providing the Scouse commentary. Tell us all about it. So I am just being um, a search on to find the voice of Liverpool to co-present alongside me. And the winner was announced last night on live on the one show. It was a lovely guy called Paul Quinn, who was a massive, massive Eurovision fan with a, an encyclopedic knowledge of Eurovision. He's not quite so good on high-fiving, though, is he? That's very, very funny. So the, the, he gets announced last night as the co-presenter. And I'm beside myself with excitement and I high five him and he turned away. God bless him. He didn't see me. So I went in for another one and he just didn't see it. So I gave one of those like clumsy casual pats on the back, you know. No one saw, Claire. No one saw apart from the Daily Mail. Everyone saw. But uh, so but the thing is, uh, we are, when you watch the show, the live broadcast on the night, Graham Norton is the commentary. If you want to listen to the alternative commentary, you press the red button and that's going to be Paul and I. Oh, it's oh, going to be brilliant. Brilliant. Liz was just saying, two Scousers together, will we need an interpreter or, or, or you know, will there be captions along the bottom? Oh, um, well, that's not fair. <laughs> no, I love the Liverpool oh, accent. It's, it's gorgeous. I had, I had friends when I was at university who, who well, I went to Manchester and they came from Liverpool, a lot of them. And I must admit, well, after a few drinks out with them, I didn't understand a word they were saying. Really? Does it all get very scouts? <laughs> well, it just get, you, you talk very quickly, I thought. I'm not saying you personally, but they did. And it could be with the heightened excitement as well, you know, the heightened excitement on the night. That's true. So do you think we've got a good chance this year? What do you reckon? I think Manuel is really, really good, but I also um, love Sweden. Yeah. I think it's fantastic, yeah. But it's all very exciting. I've just been, I'm in London today. I've been in Liverpool all week and the city is absolutely buzzing. It's the city is alive. I'm so ready for this competition. Oh, I can imagine. It's wonderful, isn't it? It's such an iconic show and it's it's been around since, what, 1956, I think. And it's just, it's the biggest song uh, song show in the world biggest musical show in the world it really is and it brings everyone together and today there's a very special this year is very special because you know as we know ukraine won it last year so we are hosting it on behalf of ukraine so you know, it's going to be quite an emotional one as well but i think liverpool is the perfect city because you know the musical culture in liverpool the, the famous artists that come out of liverpool you know, it's a city, it's a city steeped with musical history and comedy history. So we are so ready for it. And, you know, when we won Capital of Culture, gosh, how many years ago was that now? About probably 10 years or whatever. You know, the money that was injected into the city, it, 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 it was totally regenerated. And now this city is just alive and buzzing and ready for the thousands of people who are going to descend upon it. Are you ready for post-retirement adventures and planning? How do you find experts that you can trust and can help you with essential tools such as wealth management, inheritance, healthcare, nutrition and fitness? 
Join us at Agenda Festival 2023 on May 22nd at the Hurlingham Club for a fun and informative day to discover the new platform for tapping into the good life and making the most out of post-retirement. Hand-picked companies from relevant fields of expertise, including travel and lifestyle, to wealth, legal management and healthcare, will be available to answer your questions. Meanwhile, in our lecture theatres, you'll find entertaining and inspirational talks from Giles Brandreth, Liz Earle and Kat Farmer, addressing new beginnings and the nitty-gritty practicalities of getting the best out of later life. Talks start at 10.30am and will range from the best ways to have fun and grappling with the generational disconnect to finding the right constructive advice. They will also include a conversation between Harry Mount of the Oldie and his friends. Enjoy a Bucks Fizz breakfast, champagne picnic lunch, entertainment and ample opportunity to talk to the exhibitors and each other. And guess what? Two Women Chatting listeners receive a 20% discount on tickets using promo code TWC20. But act quickly as the discount ends on 20th May. You can buy tickets on their website at agenda-festival.com. That's www.agenda-festival.com. It's life's fine time. So join us at Agenda Festival on 22nd of May to make the most out of your next chapter. Yeah, you are quite the ambassador for Liverpool. You're the perfect choice, really, to do that presenting from there. I love it. I love it. I've still got my flat there. My, my flat is just next to the Eurovision Village as well, so I'm very excited. So what's the Eurovision Village for? Is that for um, all the artists? They go there and their production team, their bands? All the artists, yeah. So it's like the musical equivalent of, of the, the Olympic <laughs> Village. Yeah. It's the same. The same, yeah. So you must be part of a bit of a media frenzy at the moment. Saw so you on the one show. You're on everything. And also, you're on everything because you're starting on Coronation Street. That's amazing. I can't believe it. I'm absolutely thrilled. I can't believe it. I heard you say that you've been manifesting this for about 15 years. Is that right? Whenever I get asked if I'd like to go into another soap, I always say yes, and they say what's soap, and it's always been Coronation Street, because I grew up watching that show. I'm a massive fan, and I'm certainly a big fan of Maureen Littons, and I'm going to be playing her daughter, so I'm a massive fan of hers. That's going to be quite a role, isn't it? Because, well, for a start, she's a drug addict daughter that supposedly ran away after having Tyrone. And now to come back out of the blue, I think you're. I think you're in the show from June. Is that right? Uh, yes, I, I start filming um, next week, and then my first appearance is June the twenty eighth. Right, we'll be looking out for that. What does Jackson think about Mummy being in the in the soap? Yeah, he kind of doesn't get it, but he's excited for me. But he said to me last night, oh, Mummy, I still want you to be able to sing as well. Oh, which is your first love, really, isn't it? The singing. Yeah. Does Jackson share your love of musicals? Does he know every word and sings along with them too? He's obsessed with Mary Poppins at the moment. And then he's fallen in love with Mary Poppins returns as well. So he knows all the words to it. He loves it. It's a precious time. He's eight, is that right? Yeah. Yeah, he's that's eight. a really good time before they get too lippy. <laughs> <laughs> and too smelly. It's very lippy. Yeah. How do you manage? Because you had, I think you had Jackson sort of um, in your 40s and you're obviously juggling a very busy life. How do you manage it all? With a lot of help, really. I've got my family and a, and a lovely lady who helps me as well. So 
Yeah, you know, I'm a single mum, so I've got to balance work and being a mum. And I need help, I can't do it all. Certainly any of us can, but uh, certainly, yeah. Do whatever makes it work, right? So we're hosting, going back to Eurovision, we're hosting on behalf of Ukraine this year. Do you think... And will Sam Ryder be there for a start? Our lovely Sam Ryder from Spaceman. I'm sure Sam Ryder will be there. Sonia will be there. There's a wonderful show on in Liverpool at the moment written by Jonathan Harvey, who writes for Coronation Street. He also wrote a a beautiful thing to play. And it's called A Thong Fiori. And it's absolutely hysterical. And uh, Gemini went to see it the other night. And remember, Gemini represented England, and God bless them, their back and track went out of sync. So, that, that, so I think we're going to have a lot of ex Eurovision artists turning up and on the in the vicinity. You know, yeah. Oh, it'll be good fun. Is it only only in Liverpool? Yeah, Fong for Europe is in Liverpool. Yeah, it's oh, it's, it's amazing. It's so funny. Oh, I'd like to see that. I'm just, I'm, a, I'm a massive Eurovision fan. I really am. Always have been. Used to have parties when I was younger. Did you? Did you? Do you get nervous doing live broadcast because you are broadcasting to literally the whole country um, on Eurovision night? Do you get nerves? What, what what's the adrenaline like when you you know you've got to to hold it together and and sort of? I mean, I imagine you've got somewhat of a script, somewhat of points of interest, but you must have to ad lib an awful lot as well on the night. Well, you know what? We only have forty seconds between each song. So I think it's got to be quite tight and rehearsed and, and quite strict. You know, I don't think I've got to be worrying about, unless something goes wrong, worrying about filling in a lot of time. So it's just got to be short, sharp and straight to the point. And that's going to be on the BBC broadcast, is it, that we can hear you and Paul? So it's BBC Radio Merseyside. It's the red button and it's the BBC Sounds app as well. Oh, oh, definitely, I, I think that would yeah. be really yeah. funny because all across the country, people are going to be having their little Eurovision parties and doing their votes. I was reading the other day, I didn't realise that in 1974, the UK didn't give any points to ABBA. Isn't that shocking when they won? I didn't know that either. That's a sin. That's absolute, that's blasphemous. That's terrible. And we haven't won, I think it's 25 years since Katrina and the Waves won. In 97. Yeah. Longer. Blue. Blue is a great song. I'm surprised they didn't get further with that. Uh, So... You're juggling Eurovision, Coronation Street. Have you got any other projects that you're managing to do all at the same time? I'm not getting time, to be honest. That's enough, really. I'm being a mum as well. That's yeah. enough. Yeah. yeah. Oh, well, it's been really lovely to, to grab you just for a few minutes from the hair salon. Ladies, we've finally done it. She, eh? she, she never gives up. She never I gives never up. I never give up. <laughs> And thank you for having me on. Thank you very much. Good luck to the UK. We hope we're going to get a great result Saturday, 13th We shall of May. manifest it. Oh, thank you so much. All right. Cheers, Take Claire. Care. Thank you. Bye. Take care. Oh, my goodness. That was funny. <laughs> Literally, I kind of knew she was in the hairdressers, but I didn't know that there would be kids and there would be people around and her hairdresser actually working on her hair at the same time. He only waved at us and said hello. He did. True professional though, isn't she? She just, you know, she could have said no. Well, she finds the time. I don't know where, I mean, she obviously multitasks and she just finds (laughs) the time. She obviously does. But I think it's going to be a really good show on on 13th May. So I'll be watching it. You're going to watch it? I might have to have a party. Who are you rooting for? 
It's got to be UK. It could be the UK. Yeah, but I mean, Sweden sounds good. Ukraine, less, you know, we yeah. want them to do well but as well. It has to be the UK. I'm sorry. Yeah. All right. Yeah. So, got to vote for UK. Everybody have a really fabulous Eurovision party. Watch it on TV. And you can tune to BBC Radio Merseyside to get Claire's alternative Scouse commentary. I think that's going to be really fun to <laughs> listen to. fantastic. Yeah, don't forget to follow us at twowomenchatting.com or on our Instagram, twowomenchatting. And we'll be back soon. Chat soon. Thanks for listening to Two Women Chatting with our special guests. If you enjoyed this episode, it would mean the world to us if you left a rating and review. Even better, share with your friends. And please get in touch. We'd love to hear from you. There's a link on our Instagram bio and Facebook pages.